Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. Well, hey, welcome to the Next Steps podcast. Uh, If you are joining us for the first time today, just tuning in, I'm Tiffany Malloy, pastor of Spiritual Formation, and joining me is Chris Kopp, uh, who's the pastor of Braider Way. Um, We are the ones who normally uh, host this conversation. So Chris, good. For better or worse, right? Sorry. (laughs) For better or worse, you're stuck with us. Um, but joining us today uh, is uh, a special guest with us. He's been on the podcast a couple of times, um, Daniel, Daniel Owen, who is the pastor, lead pastor of Blackhawk Fitchburg. So Daniel, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. It's always good to hang out with you guys. And now whatever we say gets to be recorded. So yeah. who knows exactly. where this will go. Yeah. So good. Well, and by the time this releases, it'll have been a couple of weeks, but 10 year anniversary of Blackhawk Fitchburg, right? That's right. That's 10 awesome. Years. Can you? I was so surprised. I feel like it's been, yeah, I feel like it's been incredible. I it's, can't believe it. I mean, it's amazing uh, to just think about the story of what God has done in our community, the people that have mm-hmm. banded together to, you know, uh, live that story out, to share in the story of what God's doing. Mm-hmm. And then I start to think about, well, what is he going to do with the next 10 wow. years? Yeah. You know, like, who is he going to reach? Because yeah. the people in our room today are not the people that were in our room mm-hmm. years ago. And there's something that he's just continuing to do. So the yeah. story is unfolding and we're excited to see mm. what's next. Yeah, it's just so it's so awesome. I remember, so I left Madison in 2012 to go to Denver. But as we were leaving that summer, there was a group of people um, meeting in the gym, like in the mm-hmm. evenings that were praying mm-hmm. about what it could look like mm-hmm. to launch this site and beginning to have some some services together and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so 10 years ago to see where that started with just faithful people showing up and praying in a room together and stuff um, to what it is now, just watching from a distance has been pretty incredible. So, yeah. So congratulations, Fitchburg. Shout out to all of our, <laughs> our yeah. Fitchburg people listening today, too. So. Great. That's cool. All right. Well, we are in the middle of our new mini series called Walking with Jesus. Um, This is our first standalone mini series, I think, that we've done on the podcast. So fun to try something new. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. Uh, And so for today's episode, we are going to be doing a deep dive into spiritual practices. So to give a recap last week, we gave a simple working definition of spiritual formation, um, which is simply the process of how we are slowly over time and with intention being formed into the image of Christ and subsequently into who God desires us to be for both our good and for the good of others. And so uh, we talked about how we are all being formed by lots of different things around us. Not It's not just a Christian thing, but it's a human thing. Uh, and so it's through staying connected to God and responsive to his spirit that we can be formed more and more into the image of God versus more and more into the image of the world around us. So one of the ways that we talked about that we do that, staying connected to God, is through these things called spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Daniel, I am so excited you're here because even over the past few years, I have just seen in your life, you just exploring kind of more and more of these different spiritual practices, just hearing the stories of how you are being transformed and your family. Um, and so I'm excited to uh, have this conversation with you today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. So why don't you start by maybe just sharing a little <clears throat> bit of, of your story as it relates um, to practices? Yeah, you know, like, um, 
been a Christ follower since I was young, and uh, the spiritual practices and things were things that like I heard about, even knew. I think I might even taken a class at seminary about them to some level. And I tried, you know, certain aspects of these practices, but I don't know. It just didn't. I don't know if I wasn't doing it right. It just didn't seem to work or something. Or I don't know if I was just coming at it intellectually. And so, honestly, things just didn't seem all that kind of effective, you know. And I don't know. Life takes over, kids, all sorts of things, you know. And so it it's just kind of out there. But you know, during uh, really during COVID. Uh, there was just a time in my life where I was like, I think like many people as you were who are listening to this now, you took an inventory of like, who am I? Am I the person, you know, that I want to be? Am I the kind of person I want to, or who's what's the kind of person I want to become? So I really kind of spent some time thinking about that. And um, I really wasn't satisfied with my walk with God. I mean, like it was fine, but I mean, like when you read the, you know, the scriptures, you read Acts, you are seeing like, people are moving and living, you know, I think of even like John 10, where he talks about like, you know, the thief comes to steal, but I have come to give you life and life abundantly. And I was like, am I experiencing that abundant life? Because I know that's not just a future thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that God wants for us right now. And so it just kind of sparked a journey of like, okay, like, what is it we see Jesus doing? Who is he? And I wanted to see, I was just really hungry for, for God to really be uh, at work in my life. So, you know, a turning point for me, I started, was really actually looking at the person of Jesus differently. You know, for much of my life, I saw Jesus as God and Savior, which is true. True. That hasn't changed. <laughs> right, Chris? That hasn't changed. I'm nodding in agreement. <laughs> okay. So, so that's still true, but... You know, I don't think I quite really looked at him as teacher and as model for like how we should live. I I didn't really, I took, I took the teachings as like, okay, these are cool. Like these are theological principles that I need to like know. And and so I approached the gospels more like a book to be studied, more like an intellectual work than a biography, Mm -hmm. than a person's Mm -hmm. life. Um, There is a question that Dallas Willard once asked that I, I don't know, you know, if you guys ever heard this, but he basically brought up the idea of what was Jesus divine yet dumb? And and what he was saying with that is that do we consider him savior, but dismiss his lifestyle Mm -hmm. and the way that he lives? Mm -hmm. Like, do we just say, oh yeah, he was the son of God, but I mean, nobody really is supposed Mm -hmm. to fast. Nobody really is supposed to be in solitude. Nobody's really supposed to live like that. That's not realistic. And uh, I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that is me. Maybe I am looking at Jesus like he's divine, but kind of dumb in the way that he lived. Mm. And then I was kind of like, you know, rocked at the core of like, well, that's not cool. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so I don't know. So it just kind of perked an interest in me. And I don't know, the idea too made sense of like, you know, as a kid, I grew up playing a lot of golf and, uh. So, like, I would study Tiger Woods. Like, I would watch videos. I would listen to what he would do, his eating and all sorts of stuff. And then I would go out and I would try to do the things he did because I wanted to be better at golf. And so I would try to practice those things, those same things. And so then it just made sense. Like, well, shouldn't that translate to my life with Christ? Mm -hmm. So, like, Christ fasted. Christ spent time in solitude. So if I want to be like Christ, shouldn't I do those things? Mm -hmm. And more than that, like, if he actually needed solitude, like, wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. And so that really just kind of began 
a bit of a journey mm-hmm. of just continuing to learn. I'm still on that mm-hmm. journey of learning, but there's just a hunger uh, that kind of changed in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What are some of the, um, during that time over these past few years, are there any practices, uh, maybe I'm jumping a little ahead of the game, but um, that you've been practicing in particular? Um, solitude, mm-hmm. one of them. Um, you're seeing that in the life of Jesus. Yeah. Are there any others that you saw in the life of Jesus that particularly stood out to you? Well, I think the other thing, too, that I learned uh, that I is still learning is that the practices themselves are really not the end. Like they're they're not they're means to a different end, and and they're really about life with God. Like we do spiritual practices because we want to be in life with God. We want God to be in our life and to be in His world and what He's doing and doing through us. And so, you know, like. I just kind of was looking like, okay, so solitude, what, what, why does this matter? How does this help me connect with God? Why, why even do this? Just being quiet, you know, for 10 minutes or, or that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And well, I think one of the things I learned on my own is like, man, I don't think I really knew what's going on in my soul all that much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think solitude is one of the, you know, most helpful practices, especially in our day and age, because there's so much noise and I'm so much a part of that noise. I get in the car, I flip on a podcast pretty much right away, mm-hmm. you know, or I get home and we have other stuff going on. You know, it's just so much noise. So how am I ever really listening to what's going on in my heart? What's going on in my soul? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, I think we, a lot of us are like, sure, I have a soul, but it's like, but no, you have a soul. And, and your soul has something to say with how you're doing. Mm. And, and that really illuminates a lot of what God wants to do in you. It's like, oh, man, I really feel that way. Or, or this person made me feel that way. Or the way I feel at work. Oh, that's really actually wrestling inside of me. Well, what mm. am I doing with that? How am I letting God work in me in mm. that? You know, yeah. that kind of a thing. Mm. Even before you gave the golf example, I just love the idea of reading a about Jesus and and that way, as you're talking, I'm like, I don't think I've ever done that. Like I've paid attention to some of his practices and how he lives and that kind of thing. But um, I don't know about, about, about you guys, but I know like I've read books, biographies about different people that I've really looked up to within Christianity, the Eugene Petersons of the world, Brennan Manning, these different kinds, kinds of people. Just like, how did they live? What were their rhythms? What what were their practices? Mm-hmm. But I've never just like read a gospel, like trying to trying to <laughs> glean this the same thing from from Jesus of like what are what was his lifestyle that allowed him to live in such unity with with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Um, so yeah, I love that perspective of of coming to Jesus in that way and approaching him in that way because maybe we haven't done that before. It's good. Uh, so Daniel, talk to us for, you know, for some people, I think spiritual practices, this idea, um, maybe, um, when you say that there may be a couple of particular practices that people think of, um, or they might have no idea what you're talking about. So, so why don't you just go through, like, what are some of the most common kind of spiritual practices that you think most people, um, are familiar with or that you see most clearly in the life of Jesus? I mean, I think one of the, the ones that comes off the page, you know, as you're reading it, is prayer. Like, I mean, Jesus prayed. All right? the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And and he would just pray, and he would make time for it, and he would make sure that it happened, and he saw it as, like, the thing that gave him life mm-hmm. and the thing that, you know, carried him and the thing that, you know, prepared him for the ministry and the things for the day. 
And so, like, you know, like, that's a big one. And I think it's funny. Like, we all know it. And I think, like, we're like, yeah, you know, I want to pray. But, like, with any practice, with anything you want to accomplish in your life, you have to be intentional about it. You have to, like, actually do something, right? You you have to actually do something. And so, you know, what you see throughout the, the Gospels is Jesus praying. So so that's a really, you know, sort of obvious one. I think another one that kind of comes up is he he fasted a lot. And, you know, I think that's one to really think about and consider, like, what that looks like for you, you know. Um, uh, but when we see, like, Jesus went and was, you know, he was tempted. For 40 days he fasted and he was tempted. But there seems to be something about the fasting that actually brought him strength mm-hmm. and the ability to like kind of, you know, to not give in to the temptation, mm-hmm. to not to not move towards mm-hmm. that. And, um, you know, it seems that while his body was weak, he was made stronger. In fact, in Luke 4, it's like it says at the end of that, that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee and a report of him went out through all the surrounding country. So there just seemed to be something about that practice that allowed him to be in the presence of God and the presence of God to fill him in such a way that, you know, the very temptations that, that Satan was offering against him was not something, it's something he could stand against. And I would be like the exact opposite. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I was reading, I was like, man, I think I would have loved to go like a full on buffet before <laughs> I face the temptation about hunger. Cause it's like, then I'm full. Then I could be like, I'm good. I don't need it. I'm full. But I don't know. There just seems to be something about you know, not um, listening to the appetites of the body, but to the urges of the mm. Spirit of God, that strengthens us, mm. that that causes something, you know, powerful to happen in our lives. Mm. That's cool. That's good. I love even just seeing the rhythm throughout the Gospels of um, Jesus will like heal a bunch of people, do a bunch of ministry, and then he withdraws. Mm. Do a bunch of things, gather a crowd. Mm. You know, like there's a lot of momentum going. Keep what you're like, keep going, Jesus, keep going. But nope, he withdraws. Mm. And then he does some more ministry and then he w- withdraws with his disciples, like in the context of community and just over and over again, uh, seeing that that happen in the life of Jesus. Um, that, yeah, if, if he needed that, if that was healthy for him, then um, prob- probably is for, for me and for us yeah, too, right? Good. And I know, I know we just, I mentioned two things that you kind of do alone, yeah. but like, let's be honest, he did a lot of other things with people. Like he went to worship, like we know he went to worship, right? In fact, like he was at worship when his parents got away and they were like, Hey dude, where are you? Well, I was at my father's house, you know? And so like he went to worship, he was worshiping with people. He celebrated things like, like that in and of itself is also a discipline of like celebrating with people. He went to weddings, he went to feasts. I mean, he seemed like a guy I might want to be around. So, like, you know, like, those are things, too, that create, mm-hmm. um, you know, that create, that enable us to walk with God, yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, going off script a little bit, you're like, you're not like an empty nester or something like that. You got two young boys at home, f- busy house, busy ministry, all that kind of stuff. So how how do you find time to, like, do this kind of stuff? How have you made that happen. It's one thing to be like, I need this. But then I think the difference when I think of you, Tiff was talking about you before is like, you don't just talk about it, but you've actually done it and probably not perfectly. So I don't want to <laughs> set you up as like, well, I get up every morning and I do this 15 minute thing religiously. But how have, how have you made that happen in the midst of just a busy, busy life? Uh, you get creative, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, sometimes I was on a good regiment, especially in the summer when the sun comes up early. Okay, I kind of like to get up early. But in the in Wisconsin here, 
like the sun in the winter does not come up very early. So then I don't know. It's just harder to get up. So, uh, you know, getting up early works. Honestly, we've told our kids like, hey, I need some time just with God. Like you need to do something else. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay for them to see that. Now, when we had really littles, (laughs) when they don't understand what that means or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, my wife and I would talk about it. We'd be like, hey, I could take the kids for her. Why don't you go? Um, you know, she kind of had a place that she liked to go and spend time with God at a park or something like that. I know this kind of sounds weird, but like I loved spending some solitude or Bible reading stuff in my car. I would try to get to work a little bit early and I would just sit in the parking lot and I would pray mm-hmm. and I could sing and nobody else could hear me, which is cool. <laughs> and uh, and I would do things there. And uh, and so I think I don't think it's so much about like, oh, I think we got to remove the the idea of like doing the right thing the right way. Mm. It, it's about moving in the direction of like towards God and showing up. And I think like another thing I just mentioned quickly is like, you know, sometimes it's great. Sometimes you're like, wow, like I really felt like I sensed something. Like I really felt like God comforted me. Sometimes it's dry, you know, like sometimes it's dry. Yeah. Like honestly... The last month and a half for me has been drier, um, which, you know, is just kind of weird to come on the podcast and talk about it. So, <laughs> so, but it's been drier. And I think at some level it's like, oh, man, I don't know. But like, it's really about showing up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, think, uh, I think that says a lot. And so I think, again, remember the, the, the practice itself is not the end. It's the means to the end of life with God. Yeah. And showing up means a lot. Like when people show up in our life, even if they can't do certain things or, or whatever, it's like you showed up for me. Mm. And uh, that has a lot of meaning. So just those of you maybe listening and you're like, ah, oh, it's frustrating. I don't know if it's even working right or whatever. The goal is life with God and it's about showing up. Mm. And that matters. I love that. Thanks for like destigmatizing mm-hmm. that for us, especially um, if you're a parent or just prone to other kind of life interruptions. Maybe you're caring for aging parents or something like that. I think we can put on a pedestal this imaginary view of what that can be like. But even like I've been, I've seen multiple. I'm not. I'm not a Mother Teresa scholar. I haven't been trying to learn about her, but I've seen multiple things over the past couple of weeks just about how. We hold her up as someone who had this like unique relationship with God, but apparently like for the majority of the end of her life, we're talking like decades, she felt like God was just absent and, mm-hmm. and distant. And so, um, but I think she still continued to show up and try to pursue life with God. Um, so yeah, thanks for just being mm-hmm. honest about that. I also think about, um, you know, particular life stages and I love, Daniel, that you've shared, like, some of these most common practices that you've seen in Life of Jesus. Um, I remember when I was a young mom, um, uh, hearing from kind of some older moms, um, right, that they were saying, like, hey, your quiet times are not going to, like, quiet times, quote, unquote, right, Mm -hmm. Bible reading, prayer, whatever that looks like for for you, it's not going to look the same for a long time, most likely, you know, and Mm -hmm. and so feeling the freedom of, you know, these 
kind of older women along the way um, saying, hey, like your spiritual practice might be like you are nursing your baby in the middle of the night and you are just present to the awareness of God. Like Mm -hmm. that's what this is for the next six months for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's, hey, actually as you serve, like as you're, you're, and this is for moms or dads obviously, but like as you're changing diapers and you are – doing all these things, bathing children and like the act of serving somebody else who Mm. cannot return anything to you is actually forming you into the Mm. image of God, Mm. maybe more than reading your Bible, (laughs) you know? And so, um, so just thinking about, I know there's different people in different life stages, you know, that are Mm. even, um, listening to the podcast and I have a couple of friends who are, man, caring for aging parents and it's taking a lot of their time And the act of serving, um, serving their parents um, in, you know, extensive ways over and over without, mm-hmm. without rest. Thinking, wow, you guys, you are being made into the image of God mm-hmm. through the practice of serving. Um, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. If I can just share a, a funny anecdote along those lines. I think we like, we put Jesus on a pedestal of sure. like what it could look like to just the, the other morning. Uh, I think kids were upstairs. This was early in the morning doing something else. And so I'm starting to read Luke 9. Jesus sends out the disciples to like go and minister to people. Verse 10, I think I was reading when the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. And then right then, my I think it was my son comes in and like just a ball of energy. I'm like, all right, well, there goes my like quiet time or my time with the Lord or whatever. And I was kind of frustrated. But when I picked up verse 11 later in the day, it says, and then he took the disciples with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. So they're withdrawing, but the crowds found out about it and they all followed (laughs) him. And so it's like, well, even with Jesus, like he, like interruptions happened and it was fine. And that actually is right before he goes and feeds the 5,000 and he like, he's still obedient. He still shows up. He still walks with God. Um, but like, yeah, so it happens imperfectly. It's okay mm-hmm. if a kid comes and interrupts or if all of a sudden you got to go and take care of your parents or some other responsibility or mm-hmm. something like that. Just mm-hmm. the act of showing up. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said, Tiff, about like the act of serving and caring for people too. Well, there's probably a lot of other things we could talk about. Um, those are things that transform us as mm-hmm. well. And we, we do those um, as we walk with, with God too. And so those are, are really significant. So yeah, I really appreciate you guys and the, the thing, things you're talking about right now. I think there's really something to that. I, I think there's something to, I don't know, there's some Sundays when I come in, you know, and there's a church and, you know, uh, as the pastor, I've got a lot of things going on. Right. But it's like, I don't know. I want to be the kind of person that can be interrupted. Mm. Like I want to be the kind of person that can be interrupted by something that God wants to do. And like, I think, you know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think there's something about that, mm-hmm. that, yeah, it didn't go as a plan or whatever. And like you, great, a great example. There's many examples in Jesus' life where he's on his way to do something else and somebody right. touches him or somebody does mm-hmm. this or somebody does that. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like, wow, like when I'm reading the, the Gospels of Biography, Jesus was able to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. And, and that means something, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would like to be that kind of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, what's God doing with that? What's God doing with your son interrupting mm-hmm. that yeah. time? Or what's yeah. God doing with mm-hmm. that squirrel mm-hmm. who took my can or something? <laughs> that was a weird example. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, you're outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff happens. So, yeah. I, you know, it's like, I don't know. I just kind of want to yeah, be that kind of person. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't want to limit God or limit the view of what God can do in a yeah. moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, are there any practices that you think are a bit uncommon to think about uh, that people maybe, uh, whether that's maybe life of Jesus, but also, you know, we have a rich tradition of church history of different people across the ages, um, you know, practicing different things yeah. to connect with God. Anything that come to mind to you? Well, I would say, okay, like one of the ones that I think uh, it continues to still, I guess, kind of interrupt my life, I guess, mm. in a way, is like this idea of just like slowing. Mm. Okay. Like, um, you know, the, the idea of just slowing. So this is, is an example. Uh, it was back in 2021, I think. I was at the store buying, I had ordered some donuts or whatever, and I was taking them somewhere. Well, I got to the cash register and the uh, attendant was confused or they weren't ringing up right, so they had to go get a manager. There's going to be a thing. And I, and this lady came up behind us and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, but they're, you know, they're working on this order. It's going to be a bit. You might want to go get into a different lane. And she was like, no, that's okay. I'll just wait. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. So, and, and then like, I'm looking at the other lanes and, and they're clearly open, you know? And I said, it's totally okay. I just want you to know, like, you know, you can go over and she's like, no, it's okay. I'll just wait. Mm. And like, I mean, obviously it's been over two years mm. and I remember that. Mm. Like, I remember that moment. What I remember is the strength, the security, the patience, the the fact is like she can just say like I'm gonna wait, like like that's just, mm. I I uh, I'm the guy that's like you know perusing the lines which one's <laughs> the fastest got a bolt get over to that one you know mm. and if something opens up you know try to switch it mm. you know like but that that all I mean mm. what am I doing mm. I'm not taking in my surroundings I'm not not really open to interruption as we were just talking about <laughs> I'm open to being as efficient and as fast, you know, using my time, you know, in whatever way. So like, that's one that's kind of stuck out. Another thing, my, my wife on uh, Saturdays, she just turns her phone off for 24 hours. And it's part of like slowing down. And um, man, I'm telling you, she looks forward to it. Like she tells everyone in her family, like, hey, you can't call me. So I keep mine on, but everybody knows you can't call her. And it's just off. Mm-hmm. And like just even that the freedom, freedom mm-hmm. of even thinking. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like my leg vibrates, even though my phone's not <laughs> in, and, you know, in my pocket anymore. Yeah. You know, but but that aspect mm-hmm. of slowing. Yeah. I, I just think we're in a world that it's like to be busy is kind of like looks good. Like if somebody asks you, like, "Oh, I'm busy," like that seems to be like the right thing to say. Or to be busy mm-hmm. makes you think like, "Oh, my life's full." Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know. I think we're missing. We're missing mm-hmm. some things. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, just an interesting one. Yeah, if we don't slow down and um, yeah, give space to what it is that God wants to speak into our lives or what he wants to do, it's hard for, he's not going to try to drown out all the other voices, right? Like that's not how he typically mm-hmm. works. So I love that. I had a professor once that challenged us to pick the longest line at the grocery store and I thought she was delusional. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm never going to do that in my life. Um, but but yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's something to that. One that I've been thinking about recently that maybe we don't tend to think of as a spiritual practice um, is even just like how we take care of our bodies, Mm. right? Like, gosh, I don't know. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, like especially um, in the midst of COVID and and thereafter, so many of us just have anxiety and stress and all sorts of things, trauma for some of us that like gets stored up in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So even if we work through Mm -hmm. it emotionally in some ways, it's like I 
I'm learning to be more in tune with like my body just feels exhausted or off or I'm carrying something from mm-hmm. earlier in the day. And so if, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, is if our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit and we're wanting the Spirit to be at work in our lives and changing and transforming us, well, we got to pay attention to like what our bodies are doing and, and taking care of that too, whether that's exercise or, I mean, walks are some of my best time spiritually, getting to walk mm-hmm. the dog and just have conversations with God. Or I hear this from a lot of people um, too, mowing the lawn, like is, oh, yeah, is the best time <laughs> to, to like to process <laughs> and like to, I don't know, to hear from, maybe it's because the motor's drowning out all the other noise and things like like that. But um, but yeah, not underestimating just how much our, our bodies are also tied to um, our spirituality and what it is that God's doing in our lives too. Oh, so that's really good. It's really good. Um, one for me, I think I mentioned it may probably last week on the podcast. Um, but the idea of like celebration, which you mentioned as a mm-hmm. common one, it is not like common for me. Right. So I am, that's just not how I'm wired. And so I have to be so intentional to celebrate and just eat, have fun. I, you know, thinking of Jesus, of course had fun, right? He like had meals with his disciples. Like I love to imagine or like we get like a highlight reel from his life, Mm. but you know that there's so many meals that are just like hanging out, you know, like talking about whatever. I'd be so curious. I'd love to be on a fly on a wall. Um, (laughs) But uh, right. But you know, in my life, I think I'm just so driven towards purpose. I think, you know, Chris and I, we talked about this last week, but so I remember a spiritual director, I kind of said this, but you know, said, listen, like you need to need to have fun every week. I, like something that has no meaning. And, but even now I, I think I'm a little bit out of that stage. Cause having kids, honestly, like they are fun factories. Mm-hmm. And so they are <laughs> always ready to bring the fun and the lightness to everything, which sometimes is annoying to me, but mm-hmm. it's teaching me something, right? Mm-hmm. It's teaching me to take myself less seriously, to enjoy, to enjoy God and to enjoy the life and the relationships and, um, the things that he has for us instead of always feeling like you're striving for better or more purposeful. Mm. Um, so I think that's been it. This one, I think Annie, there's a, there's an author named Annie F Downs. Uh, she has a whole book on this all about um, just having fun and how that helps us uh, to connect with God. So, yeah. What about for you guys? We're talking about all these things that have been helpful are there things in either of your lives where it's like, look, that practice used to be really helpful, but now in this season, or maybe it was a previous season, but um, something that just, I don't know, you found that it wasn't, quote, working anymore, mm-hmm. right? And then, and you needed it to to let it go or adapt it or something. Anything along those lines that you guys can, can think of? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, uh, or for me in particular, like I said, kind of like it's been kind of a, a drier couple months, uh, honestly. And there's, there's been some, you know, kind of stories behind that of feeling some disappointment with God about some certain things that, that have been praying about and, and certain things like that. And and so, you know, like times in solitude have not been, uh, you know, as, uh, I don't know, remarkable as maybe they, <laughs> That's as a good word. That's a good maybe word. they yeah. once were. I think, you know, like... Uh, it's a relationship, right? And so when you're like, you know, like a marriage, right? Like 
you know, if you're hurt, uh, if someone says something that hurts or there's an expectation that didn't get met, then it's like, oh, do I want to just like sit with that person for a long time? Probably not. Not so much. <laughs> and so, but I mean, again, this is back to going like yeah. showing up. You still showing do up. show up, yeah. you know, but yeah, that's, a, that's a practice, you know, just answering the question yeah. that, you know, ha- at times has been like, man, like, whoa, that was really like remarkable today. Like I left with this and I, I'm working through this and. Now it feels a little like, man, my mind is racing and, you know, I'm feeling just kind of over. So, yeah. you know, I'm re-looking at my prayer life and re-looking at like, okay, what am I, what am I expecting when I enter into this space? Maybe those expectations are off. And then maybe again, it's just about showing up and I'm good with that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. What about you, Tiff? Um, I, yeah, I think I'm in a season right now where I just, I've been do. I think, you know, I can talk to last week, but I've just been doing a lot of like Sabbath has been really important, kind of the the regular withdrawals, and the, that is working for me right now. But I do remember there was a time, you guys, where I stopped reading the Bible for a year or two. I like, I was like, this is not working for me. In fact, it's actually making me kind of angry at God, and so I need to find something else. Mm. Um, and I don't recommend. I mean, it's not like I recommend that, but it was so good for me. Like right now, now being able to come back, you know, over these past couple of years to Scripture and like. Oh, like, oh, it's exciting again. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Or, oh, I hear that some of the voices that were in my head of how how to interpret different things that was connected to some painful things. Those voices are gone now. And so it's like being able to come to the scriptures in a really new way. Um, and uh, it's kind of been exciting. Yeah, that's, yeah, so good. There's permission to let things uh, drop or change them in different seasons. Uh, I can so relate to what you just said, almost verbatim, and I feel guilty as a pastor. <laughs> I know, that, I know, right? I don't right? recommend it, but it was um, really good. But yeah, and that's that's okay. We can engage in different seasons with these different practices in different ways, and learn some new ones at times, and and all of that I think is is really healthy. Because you think about it, Chris. I'm, I know you're trying, but like. Right. There's for so many places, so many seasons, but they, they honestly don't have their own personal Bibles mm-hmm. in four different mm-hmm. versions. Right. And so I do think it's like we can sometimes we can just allow the spirit to guide us and move us in different ways. And I know sometimes we get a little nervous about that, but he knows what he's doing. Like yeah. It's like and I think going back to the spirit is the one who directs our transformation. Mm. We can allow the spirit to lead us um, in community with other people making sure, sure right? Like sure. Um, I think it's good to be able to to make sure you're in community kind of bouncing some things off people's us. You know, hey, I'm stepping away from the scriptures for a second. Like, will you just make sure I'm <laughs> make yeah, sure I'm okay, yeah. you know? And um, but yeah, there's freedom. There's freedom. Especially in this day and age of reading plans, right? We're we're a proponent of reading plans. We create, <laughs> we create them. them. We really <laughs> them. Fact, yeah. There is one if you're interested. Yeah. You can, it's on the website. Yeah, but I think one of the things that we've learned, even as we do that, is like, yeah, some people want to read four chapters a day, and then we have some that are like one chapter a day or mm-hmm. something like that. I think what I was about to say is like in the day and age of reading plans, like I'm going through one right now, it's four chapters a day. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm 10 days behind because I'm doing (laughs) one chapter at a time. But I remember um, several years ago reading about Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was part of like the resistance against Hitler, a faithful German Christian who died in a concentration camp. Um, But through most of the time in his, in this concentration camp, he read and meditated on like one simple verse a Mm -hmm. day. And I remember being like, 
is that, is that allowed? Is that, <laughs> is that okay? But mm-hmm. he, like, it was so life-giving for him and clearly no one's doubting his relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord or anything like that. And so there's been times where that's been super helpful for me is like, what are, what are the verses God is speaking into my heart right now? I'm not going to, I'm not going to attempt to soak in four chapters at a time, but God's calling this one into mind and I'm gonna gonna let that kind of guide me mm-hmm. throughout the day or the week or that kind of thing so mm-hmm. anyway that's, um, that's a cool story well maybe as we as we head toward the end here uh, so that's something maybe an example of something that didn't work for a season but anything in particular you guys um, that's breathing life into you right now yeah I think you know we uh, my family and I are trying to practice Sabbath together on Saturdays mm-hmm. and it's something we look forward to every week. And I use the term trying because yeah, it doesn't go great every week. And, um, but our kids like are kind of getting it. And like, you know, I try to make like a fun breakfast, you know, pancakes, French toast or something, you know, on Saturday mornings, uh, or we try to do something fun like Friday night to kind of kick it off and then go into Saturday morning with that. And then we have like a time of prayer and, you know, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. I mean, they're older now, so it's a little better. When they were younger, it was like, yeah, this ain't working, you know. But <laughs> hey, but but they're kind of getting the idea that there's a rhythm to life, and this is a good rhythm. This is a good, like, holistic rhythm that, that makes us whole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, in fact, one of my kids was like, you know, we were asking if he wants to do sports or something. He's like, well, like, are the games on Saturday? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I don't know. We kind of have, like, wow. that Sabbath thing, you know? Aww, <laughs> yeah. Now, cool. you know, I would that's love cool. to think yeah, that it's yeah. about Jesus, but I'm sure he's just like, nah, I like chilling at the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think there's an aspect to it that I feel like, you know, they're gleaning something from that. Yeah. How cool for them, even if you guys live that imperfectly, that they grew up in a house, that, like, that is a part of the yeah. rhythm and the mm-hmm. attempt to push back against just all the busyness of life and that kind of thing. That's, yeah, that's really cool. What about you? Yeah. I would say maybe in addition to this practicing the Sabbath on, on Fridays, which is kind of my day to do that. Um, I think community, I think I'm in a good season right now of just being able to process with a few people, um, some of the stuff that's going on in life and, um, being able to, I feel like in newer ways, being able to like, just be really honest and confessing some things inside me and feeling free. Like, so like even confession maybe of being able to say, Hey, this is actually what I'm going through, or this is something I'm struggling with. Um, can you, I, I just need you to know, I need, I need you to know. And, um, there's been, yeah, sure. Freedom in that of, of the power of that, um, being released mm-hmm. and then seeing how other people around me feel, um, in those little circles being willing to do that as well. And, um, right. So I think when we confess, some things I think the power of sin um, uh, loses loses its power, its power. <laughs> and loses uh, it. it's right and shame wants to keep you keep it hidden. But uh, I, it's amazing what 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 happens when you bring it to the light. So yeah, mm. nice. Well, thanks for sharing, you guys. Uh, we could have, the three of us could talk about this for a long time, right? We yeah. we love this topic, and um, we also want to help our people grow in this too we love this church and um yeah we we long to see people be changed and transformed and um not that we're living this perfectly but to to 
experience more of, of the joy and the fullness in Christ that can come from, from yeah. participating in these things. Yeah. As, yeah. Uh, as we show up, we talked about this last week, we show up, we do our part, but then the Holy yeah. Spirit um, works to transform us mm-hmm. as, we, as we engage in these things. So, um, Daniel, uh, any last remarks before we kind of wrap things up? Yeah, just something that I've been reading in Proverbs. Uh, we do this with the kids and stuff. And um, Proverbs 8.35 Like, I don't know, it's just been on my heart as we've been moving towards this conversation. And it says, those who find me find life. Mm. And I think, like, that's the point point. of the practices. They're they're not about perfection. They're about direction. They're about finding him. Mm. And in him is life. And so just keep going. Just keep going. Mm. And there's life there. And uh, so I don't know. I just wanted to share that. That is a good place to wrap up. Daniel, thank you just for sharing everything that you've been walking through and how God has been growing you and teaching you in these ways. It's, it's a gift to our community. So thankful. All right. Well, you guys, I hope you'll be joining us again next week. So um, up on the docket, we'll be talking more about the different seasons of faith that we find ourselves in at different times in our lives. And so we're really looking forward um, to that conversation. So all right, you guys, see you next week.